You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Cam. Great to have you back for the the season, the brand new season. Yes, we're back, and what a weekend it was, fellas. Uh, round one, a classic. Uh, to open the season on Thursday night with the Storm and Parramatta. And then to cap it all off, what a win by the Dolphins. Yeah. Was there calling the game at, for Channel 9. And uh, what, what a day it was. Not, not just for the Dolphins. It was just a great day for Rugby League. For our listeners, Cam, what was, what was it like in general? Like You were there from way to go. Yep. And, and Rupert McCall spoke about the passion and you know the crowd, the 32,000 people at Suncorp. But what was it mm. like for a, a first team, first game? Well, it was fantastic. Before, like, like there was so many unknowns about, you know, what was going to happen or or how that day was going to unfold for the Dolphins. But right from the get go, like an hour before kickoff, you could just see the people streaming in through the gate at SunCorp Stadium, just all decked out in their in their Dolphins merchandise. Just there was a sea of red everywhere. There was really only about I don't know five hundred Roosters fans there, but <laughs> there was there was literally just it was it was it was all Dolphins, and it just. It was it was a it was a great feeling because you just you sort of thought back to the days of you know when when Big Artie Beetson pulled on the the, the Redcliffe Dolphins jersey, and they used to get thirty thousand at, at Lang Park on a Saturday afternoon when they'd play in the in the Brisbane mm. competition. You know, it was a it was a bit of a sense of nostalgia there. But um, you know, the game started. It was a it was a great start to the game. Both teams started really well, and then as as the Dolphins started to get on top of the Roosters. The surge in in the atmosphere and 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 the feeling uh, at the ground when every the realization of the Dolphins were going to get a victory over one of the heavyweights like the Roosters are a team this year like with the, with the squad that they've assembled they're they're a lot of lot of experts um, favourites for the premiership so for the for the new boys on the block to come out and and beat them first up was just was just huge and it was just a great day for rugby league. Hey. Give us an insight on what you know of Wayne Bennett and how he would have gone around this week. Well, well, you know, they would have done a lot of hard work and, and, and the preparation going through the preseason. Um, you know, I, I don't think Wayne would have took part in a lot of that. <laughs> you know, just knowing him, I think he would have left that up to, you know, Christian Wolf, the assistant coach, and, and a lot of the, the um, high-performance staff. But... I think where Wayne would have been heavily involved, particularly over the last two weeks, Paddy, would have, would have been the mental preparation for yeah. this match. And and just having the players understand the significance of this of the of that first game against the Roosters, having, you know, the 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 significance of um, Arthur Beetson having played for the Roosters and Redcliffe, you know, they were playing for the, for the Artie legacy medal, which Felice Cafusi took out, which I'm sure will touch on his performance. But I think he would have gone down that path around, you know, just making sure that every player knew the importance of the occasion, um, what it would mean to, you know, the Redcliffe faithful who have supported this club for a long, long time. Like they, they aren't a new, they aren't a new football club. All right, they're a new franchise in the NRL. They've been around for a long, long time, um, and and they've got supporters who have been there from day dot, following this side. So 
it would have been a, an enormous day for those people that have been following this team for, you know, 40, 50, 60 years to see them enter the NRL competition and then to get a win over the Roosters was just enormous. Well, we might as well talk about Felice Kafusi. You, you made a pretty uh, big mention of him. He, he was yeah. outstanding. You know him well. He just drove the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he absolutely did, Buff. And, um, you know, the, as I said, both teams started quite well. But there was a there was a, a period in the game there where it just n- neither side had any sort of control of the match. And it was the it was, it was just sort of seesawing and the game was in the balance. And then he come up with a couple of huge plays defensively where he put some big hits on the Roosters, um, got a couple of errors out of them. And it just, it, it, it looked like his teammates grew in confidence off those, off those couple of big um, mm-hmm. tackles that he made. And, you know, I think, you know, he ended up taking out the, the Artie legacy medal for the player of the match, which he completely deserved. I thought he was outstanding. And, and it was, a, it was a, it was a reflection of the day and, and what that medal stood for, you know, yeah. like when you, when you think back to Arthur Beetson and, and unfortunately I, di- I didn't get to see him play live, but uh, you know, I've only ever seen replays, but the vision that you see of him playing for whoever he played for, whatever Jersey he was wearing, he was such an inspirational figure on the field and for his teammates and the way that Fleece Kafusi played being, being a man that, 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 he took a punt. He was the first person to sign with the Dolphins, not knowing what was what was coming afterwards. Um, you know, I think he was it was very much deserved. Hey, we know that part of your job these days is in television, and a lot of talk now about these massive TV ratings. I mean, we got Fox numbers. I know Channel Nine numbers would have been huge as, mm. as well, mate. I mean, it, it all goes well, doesn't it? With, with a, the brand new franchise winning and taking a huge scalp. Uh, winning impressively as well. Yep. And then, of course, people want to watch the eyeballs, to use the old TV term, are there. Yeah, that's right, mate. It was, it was, it was a great round of footy. And, you know, it was really important that the, that the Dolphins got away to a good start. Even if they hadn't won that match, if, if they went out and played well, which they did and, and it was a great game, I don't think they would have lost any admirers at all. Um, you know, and but now the challenge for the Dolphins mm. is is that they is that they back up that performance. I, I think, you know, looking, you know, being in in the sport, it's 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 not difficult to get up for one game, all right. And particularly the occasion that they had on the weekend, yeah, you know, that it was full of emotion. You know, it was the first game they wanted to play well, and and they did that. I just I just I hope they can continue that those type of performances into the next you know four to six weeks. And carry on, you know, their good start. But I think with with the changes across the 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 competition, you know, the the switching of players, you know, Coruscant going to the Tigers, Kikau and Reed Marnie going to the Bulldogs. I think there was a lot of interest across the competition as a whole. Yeah, just just to see how these teams are going to improve, particularly teams like you know the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Um, the Newcastle Knights, the Titans as well, who who didn't fare so well last year. I think a lot of people were quite interested to see how those teams went out in round one this year. Well, going back on some of the other results, the Friday night kicked off with your old mob, the Storm, winning mm. again first round. Bellamy hasn't <laughs> lost the first round, has he ever? Has he lost the no, first no, round? No, he hasn't. Coach? No, he hasn't, no. mate. No, 23 years, Buff. 23 years, the, the Storm have not lost a single round one game. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So so that, that was a great game. Obviously, 16-12. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because you had the Munster finger. That, oh, I mean, I'm 
You blokes yeah. are a lot tougher than me, mate. I'm straight <laughs> off. If I do that in a game anywhere, I'm straight to hospital and walking straight off. I'm a coward. Yeah. Damn, I'm a coward. Oh, yeah. I don't think so, mate. You, you stood in front of some pretty scary bowlers. But, um, <laughs> look, I, I think when, when, when you see um, the commitment from Cameron Munster, I think that that's a reflection also of, of what that record means to the Melbourne Storm and its players. I think what what he was trying to do there was not only protect the record of of the storm and and try to continue that record, but it was also trying to protect his coach's record as well. Yeah, as we just mentioned, you know, Bellyache hasn't lost a round one game in his entire tenure at the Melbourne Storm. So that that shows the commitment to his club and and to his coach. He's now going to miss two to three weeks after that surgery. They've they've uh, they've they've since found out. So brave effort by him. Um, but what a way to kick off the season. Uh, it, it looked like the storm. It looked like the storm were, were going to take that out, but Parramatta found a way to fight back, and and in the end, you know, took it to Golden Point. There were several um, opportunities for field goals, and and it took it took a, a a smart play by Harry Grant right at the death. So it was tackle four. It looked like the storm were going to go for field goal, and he just it it was just a heads up play, low risk. He took an opportunity to think, well, I'll have a dart, I'll have a crack at the try line here, and if I miss it, well, we've still got another tackle up our sleeve. We can then have a shot at goal. He broke a couple of tackles and and just got the ball over the line, and it was a, it was a great victory to the Storm. They they didn't they didn't play their best football. I don't think either side did, but what it was, it, it was a very it was a very brave, gritty effort, um, and I'm sure you know Craig will have a lot of things to talk about coming out of this game. I, I think he, his comments post-match were that they didn't play overly smart, but he would have been very impressed with the way that they hung in there and hung in there and, and eventually got the win. Bronx Penrith, um, that was one of the big upsets of the round. I know it was yeah. wet, but uh, just the defensive performance of the Broncos gives mm. – and, and, you know, as you know, in Queensland, it's all been about the, the Dolphins in the last yep. 48 hours. But yep. I tell you, we, we've almost forgotten – that the Broncos upset the two-time premiers. <laughs> yeah, and, and at a venue where they are very hard to beat, Paddy. Yeah. Like that, they've only lost maybe, I think, four games or five games at at home um, over the last three years, yeah. the Penrith Panthers. So it's, it's a place that it, it's very difficult to go down there and win, particularly in the conditions that they played in. But you're right, mate. I, I was really impressed with the way they defended. They started the season in similar fashion last year. Where they, they it looked like there was this new football side, their defence was great. They were working together, particularly their goal line defence, to only concede twelve points against, um, you know, the reigning premiers and not just the reigning premiers. They, 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 they've won two consecutive premierships, so they're no mugs. Yeah. And and I know that, you know a lot of people are saying, well, they've lost Kikau and 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 Coruscant's gone, and they're a different side. Most certainly they are, but they're still they're still a top four football side in yeah. in my eyes. Um, and and they they got to make some adjustments, I believe, the Penrith Panthers because because of the personnel changes. But the Broncos, super impressive to go down there and win the way they did, um, makes for a huge matchup this weekend against the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend to agree as well. I mean, there's going to be a big crowd. We know this weekend, and we're going to get. I, I think, as you well know, mate, we're going to get clearer indications. I mean, round one is always tough. So. A lot of yeah. cramps. We saw a lot of drop ball, and <laughs> yes. yeah, they, they get better, don't they? Yeah, well, they do. And and to be fair to to you know the players across round one, I thought it was there was a lot of high quality footy. 
given it was only round one. And, and they're coming off the back of a World Cup year. So a lot of these players that were involved in the World Cup, they haven't had a, a whole heap of preparation for this season, boys. Like They, they only really had about a six-week preseason. And probably some of the bigger names wouldn't have trained that much. They probably would have had a little bit more of a rest. But, yeah, um, you know, I was really impressed with the, with the quality of the football over the weekend. There was really only one blowout, and that was the Manly Bulldogs game. And if you look back at that, you know, you could probably say the Bulldogs were a little bit unlucky with, with the sin bidding of uh, Kyle Flanagan. Yeah. I thought that was a bit rough. Tommy Turbo, he deserves an Oscar for that dive that he took. He, he hardly laid a finger on him, <laughs> Kyle Flanagan. But... Um, it sort of that that moment. It, it mainly went on to score two tries, and it took the game away from from the mm. Bulldogs. But really impressed with Manly. Daily Cherry Evans, great Queenslander, um, Queensland skipper. He he was outstanding. He was probably the best player across the the round. He scored a hat trick and had a hand in a couple of other tries. Um, really impressed, mate. But as you said, it's easy to get excited after round one, and it was probably you know going back to my comments around the Dolphins. I'd I'd. I'd like to see them go on and, and pl- try and play the way they did against the Roosters. Try and play in that similar fashion over the next four to six weeks and we'll have a good indication of where everyone's at then. Yeah. Okay. Cameron Smith will be our guest right the way through the season on Tuesday mornings as we uh, wrap up what happened last weekend and what's coming up in round two. What has happened uh, in the early hours of this morning, confirmation, Cam, is that the Titans have got their man. Uh, David Fafita signing a three-year extension. They're saying 2.4 million, so 800k a season. He could have cut, probably made a little more at the uh, at the Raiders with Ricky, and possibly even more at the uh, at the Broncos with Kevy, who came calling late. But he's decided to stay on the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's great. That, it's great for the Titans, Paddy, that um, you know Fafita's decided to stay, even though there was larger offers elsewhere. And again, that that just reinforces his commitment to the Titans. Um, Maybe, maybe he's feeling he, he owes a little bit to the club after you know they they went out on a limb a few years ago and offered him a, a huge contract. Of course, you know it was reported that he was on a million plus dollars over the last couple. So, um, you know maybe he felt like he needed to repay the club and, and stick by them, which I, I think is fantastic. It, it's great when you see players turn down larger offers to stick with the club. He obviously feels as though they're building something quite special there. Um, they've made some some pretty big signings over the over the off season, um, you know. Kieran Foran, of course, being being the biggest one there, um, you know. And and it's great that that he now can just settle down, plays football. The contract negotiations are over. Um, you know, in the off season, I was actually speaking with their footy manager, um, Anthony Lafranchi, a, a former player, of course, himself, um, and he was super keen. The club was super keen to retain. Um, for feeder and, and have him stay long term, um, and it's great to see they got their man. Yeah, cool. Gold Coast home, mate. What did you think of the Titans on the weekend? Yeah, well, both well, a lot like a lot like the Broncos. I, I thought they were they were very resilient. Um, it was a very resilient performance that they showed. They didn't have a lot of football early in that match, but they seemed to be able to just you know turn the opposition away, uh, you know, countless times early in the game, and they come away with a, a really strong victory. It's great to see sides go on the road round one and, and win. It, it just shows that, you know, they're, they're, they've got their heads on. They're, they're well prepared for that mm. round one game, um, you know. But now for the Titans, it's it's about backing up those performances. What what plagued their season last year, not just their season, what plagued their, their performances week on week was their lack of consistency. Um, 
you know, so that, that's a challenge for them. And I know they've worked extremely hard throughout the preseason. They've they've not just acquired a, a couple of you know quality people um, as far as players go, but they've got a couple of quality coaches up there now in Brett White, um, you know, my former teammate at the Storm, and also Dallas Johnson, an old Melbourne Storm player too. So yeah. maybe. Maybe a, a little bit of you know their their coaching and their style that they that they would have brought to the club in defence would have rubbed off on on the club and I know speaking with Justin Holbrook as well he's he's been super impressed with with the way Brett White has has taken to the group and and the influence that he's on had on the players yeah yeah no they were good and you're right it was definitely hostile territory like out on a Sunday afternoon what is it the, the locals call it the eighth wonder of the world <laughs> hey quickly HIA has uh, been a big talking point Ricky was mm. very very vocal giving it to the RLPA <laughs> and you know saying that coaches should be trusted yeah. to uh, to make their decisions on concussed players. <laughs> What's well, your take on the independent oh, look, doctor? Yeah, look, I know that yeah, the, the RLPA and the, and the coaches they they very rarely see eye to eye, particularly when they you know it's it's a question of you know removing players from the field. Um, and this is a this is a highly sort of topical debate at the moment is is the HIA and the independent doctor. Now I, I get it. it; it's really important that we look after player welfare. There's there's no doubt about that. Not just in rugby league, in all sports. Mm. But there's a fine line, right? Across the weekend, I've seen a couple of, of, of you know, incidents where the independent doctor has become involved in, in someone, you know, being removed from the field. And there was, there was no concussion at all. Like, there was, there was absolutely nothing wrong with the player. Now, I, I can comment after, you know, playing the game for a long time that, and, I, and I'm pretty sure Billy Slater made some similar comments to might have been yesterday, that, you know, you can... You can be you can cop a whack around the chops, right? You can get a, a split eyebrow, a split chin, or something like that, and and there's contact being made with your head, but you can there's there's no concussion there, like there, there's no there's no effects. You don't fall to the ground. You're not dazed. You're not dizzy. It's just a bit of a whack across the face, and you and you get on with it. I, I completely understand where they have these guidelines in place where someone shows symptoms where they stumble a little bit, like Victor Radley did on the weekend. Yeah, he could hardly you know walk two feet in front of the other, but, you know, guys staying on the ground for, you know, seconds at a time, stumbling away from tackles, they're, they're the clear indicators. But I think there was another one, like Jared Wallace. He went and made a tackle on the weekend. It was a good tackle around the legs. A teammate come in and, and just sort of squashed his head up a little bit and, and it was an awkward position for his neck. And he, he didn't stay on the ground. He, he jumped up straight away, grabbed the side of his neck and shoulder as – like it was just a, a bit of pain, like a stinger, right? Yeah. Where, you, where you have that sensation of pins and needles down your neck and through your, through your shoulder. And he was removed from the field. So I can understand the frustration from coaches and players. And you can see on their face when they're being asked to come off the field, they know straight away that there's nothing wrong with them. Um, so, yeah, I, I, can, I can understand the frustration. But at the same time, I think it's really important that we, that we are looking after the players and we're taking precaution when we can. Okay. Yeah. All right. No doubt it'll be tuned over the next few weeks, and they will get it right. Hey, uh, we're getting very close to eight thirty. I'll best go through these matches. Uh, I know it's Tuesday, and uh, there will be. We haven't even seen the teams yet, but yes. we start Thursday night. <laughs> Panthers v Bunnies. Oh, look! This is going to be a cracker. Um, oh, geez. Would you dare tip against Penrith? 
And they're going to be 0-2. I'm going to. I'm going to go to the Bunnies. Oh, Eels v. the Sharkies. Now, who would have thought these two would be 12th v. 14th after round one? <laughs> no, I don't think many people would have thought that. Uh, oh, look, I think the I think the Eels will bounce back here. Bronx v. Cowboys at uh, a Broncos home oh, game for them. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> You're in I, trouble I, here, mate. I, I know. I'm gone. Um, I, I, I actually picked the Cowboys to win the premiership this year. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to back them in to to win at Golden Point. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm not a whole heap of confidence there. <laughs> Roosters v. Warriors. Uh, I think the Roosters will cop a, a red-hot serving from Trent Robinson this week, and they will win against the Warriors. Dolphins, who are third on the table. They're the second matchup Saturday afternoon against the Raiders at a sold-out KO Stadium. Huge fan. I'm going Dolphins. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the third game on Super Saturday will be Storm v. the Doggies at 6.35. Yeah, no Munster. Uh, makes it a little bit more difficult for the Storm, but no, I think Melbourne in Melbourne. A couple of teams that underperformed uh, opening round. Tigers v. Knights on Saturday on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going West Tigers to make up for that one. They're back at Leichhardt again, West yep. Tigers. And the lucky last is the, the Dragons and the Titans. I'm back in the Titans, two from two. Beautiful. All right, mate, thank you. Lovely to have you back on board again. We're going to have you right the way through the season. Uh, we're loving it. Cameron Smith, thank you. See you next week, Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate.